Hello, everyone. Welcome back to World Politics Show. Today, we're going to discuss social media in politics, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as a tool in life of political leaders. So, hello, Lucas. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. What about you? Fine, fine. Are you excited about the topic we're discussing today? Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic. Right. Me too. I think um, we cannot imagine our life without social media. Yeah, today I think it's quite complicated, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that this is what world's leader use uh, in order to reach their audience. Because do you know who uses social media? Young, young people today, but more and more everyone today, so... Yeah, that's true. I think more and more people are interested um, not only in use, but in also probably private life of celebrities or world's leaders or um, their decisions, how they take them. I think it's a quite interesting thing to discuss today. So, you know that social media has changed the approach of politicians to the audience, how they reach that. So far, I know world's leading countries, such as the USA, for example, most European countries, uh, rep have representatives in the social media, for example, such as Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, I think, yeah, Instagram also. Instagram, right, true. Do you have special social media or kind of website which is originally French? Originally French? I don't think so. I think most of the social medias today are like from the USA. Mm -hmm. Or TikTok is from China. All that right. is, I think, the only one or... All right, yeah, I see. It's interesting. I haven't... I didn't know that... TikTok was Chinese. Yeah, it is Chinese and it provokes uh, some problems in the USA. Like Trump in a moment wanted to banish TikTok from the USA mm -hmm. and don't want people to use them because he said that uh, Chinese people were collecting data mm -hmm. and uh, against the American people. But finally, it's too late or too many people are using TikTok today. Yeah. So this is not happening. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, today when I was searching for information about Russia's president accounts on social media, I came across a question, does Vladimir Putin have TikTok or a TikTok oh. account? <laughs> okay, and so? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, yeah, I think the most famous person who uses uh, social media, for example, tweets in his political life is... Who is that person? Do you know? Mm, Trump, I would say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that was before he was banned. So uh, have you read his earliest tweets or reaction of the people towards his... Uh, what is he saying on the web? Um, not really. I just know that uh, since the election that he lost, mm -hmm. he's saying that uh, people 
have stolen his election, he wins and all this stuff, but not much. Well, I've heard that people had different opinions towards his Twitter account because sometimes he was very judgmental in his tweets. I think he's that kind of person who is not really delicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could we could say that, I think. Yeah, and that it hates um, people's daily agenda, what he says. For many people, it was very relevant. But if there is no Trump on Twitter anymore, where can I find him? Then today, I think on Parler. What is that Parler exactly? It's a new social media, I think, who was created in 2018. Mm -hmm. So really recent social media, who is a non-censored media. And uh, Trump promotes this a lot because uh, Parler um, is promoting his, himself like a free social media mm -hmm. with uh, free speech and uh, all that stuff. But that includes that uh, you can say anything and uh, hate contents mm -hmm. are not uh, banned. Moderators. Yeah, they are not moderators, yeah. And so there are on this social media a lot of persons who are not accepted in the other social media. So it's basically, it's a, it's a group of extreme oh. right people, for example, conspirationists or neo-nazist neo people. Mm -hmm. And all at the beginning, almost everyone can go, but more and more, it's more like the extreme people who are getting here because you can say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, um, it's very discussed about the fact that maybe they should um, put moderators mm -hmm. on this, but still I think Trump is on there. Mm -hmm. But I think this social media is not only in the USA, because, uh, for example, one of the uh, political figures of extreme right in France is on parlor, but the number of... Uh, person who use this has increased a lot since the, the elections. All right. So So basically Trump made it trend to download or to sign up in the parlor since he was banned, right? Yeah. And you mentioned the right uh, politician uh, from France. Is it a woman? Yeah, yeah. What is um, her name? Well, the most important figure of extreme right in France is Marine Le Pen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have heard, yeah. But, yeah, I think in France, so it's the niece of Marine Le Pen, mm -hmm. so Marion Maréchal, who promotes Parler. Oh, okay. It's interesting. And since we're talking about France, does the president Emmanuel Macron have any kind of social media accounts? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yes. Parler? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so, or it's not very important. I didn't check every social media, but I know that, for example, on his uh, Twitter account, he's very active. Mm -hmm. And I think Instagram too. And after, it's not especially social media, but uh, I know that he's trying to reach a lot of person, and especially young people today. Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to go with other social media who are not as big as uh, Facebook or Twitter. And for example, he had interviews with medias who are 
listening by young people mm-hmm. to to reach them. Okay, interesting. Do you know? Does he share private information to pictures, memes, any kind of information besides his job as a president? I don't really know, but I don't really think so. It is <laughs> more professional, we could say. Okay. I understand. And how do young people in France react towards this? Do they do they even react positive? Do they stay neutral? Does it really work for them that um, the leader is talking to them through social medias? I don't really know how they react, but I know that yeah, they know that the president tr- is trying to talk to uh, to them. And for example, a few weeks ago, Emmanuel Macron launched a challenge to two French YouTubers, famous YouTubers, to if they make a song about barrier gestures, because the, these two YouTubers are almost listening by young people. So it's the goal of Emmanuel Macron mm-hmm. to reach the young people. Mm-hmm. And if the, uh, this video is reaching 10 million views, mm-hmm. the two YouTubers can go to... L'Elysée. I don't know if you know. Is it a city? No, it's the place in Paris where the president oh, yeah, is yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay, so they can go there and take a, make a video. All right. And more of this, the YouTubers have planned another thing. Emmanuel Macron said that if this video reached 10 million views on YouTube, they can go make a video on the L'Elysée mm-hmm. and they can do with the president a trivia contest All right. and right. so this video gone viral mm-hmm. and I checked uh, this morning and it's 14 million views oh. so the challenge is complete Yay. so I don't know yet if they have done the trivia contest and but it's promised yeah yeah and so the main thing of all this is to reach young to get their attention, you mean? Yeah, to get their to attention, to respect the rules about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the ways that Macron used to reach everyone. Okay, so it's like young people is yeah. his target yeah. for now. So basically he has success because you're also a young person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have seen this video, so we can say... Yeah, it's really gone viral. Yeah, all right. Um, but concerning Russia, Vladimir Putin doesn't have any accounts. No Instagram, no Twitter, no Facebook, no others. Because as he explained, he has a very hard work day. And it ends so late that he has no time for that. <laughs> oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> yes. But instead of that, he also claimed that at the moment there are at least 5,000 accounts which were created using his name, but he says it has nothing to do with him. So they are all fakes. The only official, let's say so, source of information is the official uh, Twitter of Kremlin, where you can find information about last negotiations or last updates, conferences, or just latest news. But they are strictly, I would say, strictly 
official. It's not private information. There is nothing. However, there are already some issues. I think it's not always. It's not only in Russia, but all over the world that some people still believe he has another account or one of these 5,000 accounts is really his, also belongs to him. And some of these accounts make statements which are very ridiculous. For example, some years ago, in one of the fake accounts, uh, there was a post about um, that the Germans will blindly follow Merkel just as they followed Hitler in 1930-1939. You can imagine what a flurry of questions follow from journalists about this post on social networks. And Mr. President had, of course, denied that he has any kind of uh, relation to this post because he's not using any kind of networks. And um, I believe that's true. So basically he doesn't have any social media account? Mm, I don't think so because I think he's very old-fashioned. Yeah. In okay. one of the interviews he said that he rarely uses smartphones and prefers the regular, you know, ones which are um, wired phones. Okay, yeah, it explains, yeah, some. <laughs> right, a lot. Yeah, that's true. I think the way Western politicians and Eastern politicians use social media, it also lies in the mentality or in the ways um, they are used to use in their own countries. For example, I read... So, okay, what do you know about Chinese internet? Do you know something? Basically nothing, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So, one fact to mention is that there is another world in China. Almost all American websites are prohibited and they have their own Chinese websites messengers and other providers because China is very I think is very afraid of Western influence let's say so because it's ruled by communists yeah so um, they put a lot of censorship on everything what is done even in the internet and um, I think it was a big it was a big event when Xi Jinping, the China's leader, um, he was described as a China's first social media president because he started social media 2014 or 2015, I guess. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. He is on the social medias. Yeah, uh, but basically he's uh, communicating with people via the popular Chinese microblogging site, which is called Sina Weibo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But do you really think those accounts are really managed by the leaders itself? Or they have people for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe there is a lot of people of the Chinese government who are running this account. Mm -hmm. But still, he, he or the government, 
has a, an account to communicate with the world, even if they don't accept all of these uh, rules. Yeah, but still everything that he does is just a representation of Chinese state media and... Uh, represented by the Chinese government and it's not his individual account so let's say so and uh, I don't really believe that these people in general and um, Chinese leader doesn't speak on his behalf and um, what some experts say there is no point of Chinese leader to use um, Western messengers or social networks because with his very eastern way of communication he's not really accessible so to say for yeah, western audience so there might be some misunderstandings but still it's okay i think they are trying to get more open i mean chinese government and um that's their, let's say so, positive step towards other countries. But since um, Biden's election, because when Donald Trump was running USA, the relationship between USA and China were not very good. Friendly, yeah. yeah friendly, <laughs> we could say that, yeah. But now, yeah, I think Biden and uh, Xi Jinping are trying to normalize their relationship. Yeah, I think... Biden is facing now a bit different China. But again, concerning China, I've mentioned the fact that everything is very censored. Um, is everything un under censorship? And uh, I think there are two common trends ongoing or were going last years in the Chinese internet. The first thing is that I guess she... Jinping used social media to attract public support. He announced, um, so let's say, common social mobilization for his anti-corruption campaign. He wanted to encourage the public to expose uh, corrupt officials. Uh, but on the other hand, it's... Um, ongoing Chinese propaganda, namely that the government regulates online conversations by deleting politically uh, disparaging posts, for example, or surveilling those who speak out against the government. And um, it's very interesting that according to censorship monitoring websites China Digital Times and Free Weibo, the following phrases were censored, including... I don't agree, migration, emigration, re-election, election term, constitution rules, proclaiming oneself an emperor, and Winnie the Pooh. What's the last? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Do you know it's a character of a cartoon? It's a bear, Winnie the Pooh. Okay, I don't think I know. Yes, you do. Of oh, course, okay. you do. You just uh, <laughs> don't realize that is him. Okay, so this character, oh, Winnie the Pooh, the bear. Yeah, 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 I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And how do you find this uh, censored world? How do you know they are forbidden? 
Well, yes, it's very interesting that some people, not some, okay, many people find that that she looks very alike Winnie the Pooh. And on the posts, on the internet, you could find posts, people comparing, making kind of memes about um, with pictures of she and uh, Winnie the Pooh and other ministers. So they started making fun of him and that's yeah. why he decided to prohibit it so yeah and this is um, let's say it's his na- nickname that social media users have coined for him which is often used in the pool sounds cute yeah but his reputation yeah with this nickname I think he's not very yes this is exactly the point why it was yeah, censored yeah. Of course, because no one wants to be associated with Winnie Pooh when you're the world's power country leader and uh, it could damage the image of the yeah, country. Yeah. Luca, I know you're a very clever boy. Is that so? <laughs> yes, that's true. And um, I think you're interested in many topics. Are you interested into politics? It depends, but for some subjects, yes. Yeah, and what is your subject of interest in this field? In this field, I said like info bubble and the dangers of social media, mm-hmm. and especially in politics because it's very frequent and fake news and all that stuff. So, do you experience that info bubble as you said? What is that exactly? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I can try. Basically, an info bubble is the fact that you are on a social media mm-hmm. and you you believe in some things and you you have some political opinions. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, you will search for some opinions and stuff like that that correspond to you. Mm-hmm. But then the algorithm of all the social medias are going to run and propose to you the same, not the same, but in the same field of information. Mm-hmm. And you're going to believe even more of what you think mm-hmm. and not even try to understand other ways. For you, there is only this way who is right. And you are going to believe in a circle, if I can say that. Mm, all right. So it's bad, I can say, because uh, you see only one part of the real political world, for example. And I think it's very well explicated in a documentary on Netflix, Mm -hmm. The Social Network, who we present, yeah, like if the social media were a physical entity Mm -hmm. and what the social media are thinking and how are they trying to, to influence people on what they think. And what's the title of this documentary on Netflix, do you know? Uh, the Social Network, I think. Oh, okay. So it's very simple. Yeah. Right. Everything you say sounds so attractive. I want to get more and more information about what you say because we live in a world without even realizing how much information we have around us and how much it influences us. Yeah, about that. I saw, I think in the same uh, documentary, that today in the internet there are a lot of fake news mm-hmm. and a lot of 
different subjects and a lot in uh, political stuff. And I saw that fake news are spreading faster, a lot faster than mm. normal news. And I also saw that fake news about politics are spreading three times faster than the other fake news. Mm -hmm. So it's for me at this point that we realize that there is a somewhere a problem mm -hmm. because we have a quantity of fake news and all that and information so big that we are lost if we don't know how to treat them. Okay, interesting what you say and very logical. Hmm. So little conclusion is that who has information has the power. Yeah, we could say that, yeah. But the right thing is to have the right information. Mm -hmm. Because like I said about InfoBubble, if you read only about fake news, the algorithm are going to propose to you other similar fake news mm -hmm. and you are going to believe them. So is it's the problem. But still, even for the good news, if you could say that, you are going to read only the good news But even if it's good, it's not the real world. Mm -hmm. And do you believe who should be punished for creating and spreading those fake news? Or do we have to somehow be attentive what we post or what we spread information that we share? I don't think someone should be punished. But I think that the, um, the person who runs the social media must go further in their investigation and all that stuff mm -hmm. to make social medias more I don't know how to say but more accessible we mm -hmm. could say especially for the young people because today there are a lot of young people in the social media and those are the most influenced by them and what was the other part of your question? Yeah, should we be attentive about what we spread, information what we spread. Because I want to explain why I am asking. Since pandemic outbreak, there were a lot of fake news. You can imagine people were scared and this is a very good start for any news because it's spreading worldwide very rapidly. And um, I think my friend had a friend. Okay, sorry for, for that who shared fake information in Russian social network. It's another one. It's called Vkontakte. And uh, it's okay that you don't know that because <laughs> okay. it's mainly used by Russians, Ukrainians, and um, former Soviet Union republics. So, and uh, she got fined for this post. I think... She was spreading information that China is delivering, actually exporting face masks uh, in Russia for free, but our government is selling it. Okay, It yeah. was a very contradicting post, controversial one, but she really got fined for that. But the friend of your friend was yeah. aware that it was fake news? Or not? No. No. She okay. Wasn't. Yeah, that's she the point. strongly believed it yeah, was true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say we must yeah pay attention on what we post, but I think it's the same for everything we must. But I think also that in the documentary that I mentioned before, they said that 
at the beginning, the creator, for example, there is the creator of the button like of Facebook, oh. I think. <laughs> and at the beginning, this intention was to spread happiness around the world. And then today it's becoming something like... Um, so you mean people getting addicted to likes or they estimate their, evaluate their success yeah, exactly. by likes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People right. want to have more likes than the others and have a lot of likes because if they have not, they're like, okay, maybe it's not good or... And it's all about this. But at the, the beginning, the intention was good. And that's the point. But it's for this reason, I think, that we need to change the way social media has... Not that the way they are working, but we need to change some things. Mm -hmm. And also to not fall into info bubbles. Mm -hmm. We need to be aware of that exists. And we need to take information about... Uh, different social medias and not only social medias that's also the point it's interesting coming back to likes i think it's a sort of feedback for the people so they understand if you like what you do or they don't probably for world's leaders it's also a sign kind of feedback to understand what do people want or not yeah yeah i think yeah But I think, yeah, today it's becoming something too important. We don't need that to live, uh, to have a good life, to everything, so... Do you think um, world's politicians react to negative response to their posts or what they say? Because sometimes it evokes big discussions. You know, I think almost every Trump's tweet provoked so many bias discussions in the society yeah i think today the social media is one of the other fact for the politicians that polit i think politicians are using social media to control or to test the um, the thoughts of their citizens mm -hmm. and then maybe change a little their politics or adjust so i think yeah it's the same for a post Mm -hmm. I think it's if um president, for example, posts something and there are a lot of bad comments about one thing he said, later he would maybe change some things in his politics. And I think it's somewhat a good way to improve the politics because we are, the president are directly listening to the people. Do you think it's a good way to improve the politics itself or the approach how you represent the information in the web maybe the approach because yeah not the polity the politic in itself because it's too complicated i think mm -hmm. and even if a lot of people are using social media today i don't think it represents all the people so right. it's one of the way to to change their politics i would say to communicate with people maybe yeah why they just do not start a survey or i don't know asking people for questions but just doing statements i think they could do that and hear the voice of, of people yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> all right and um, just in the beginning of the program you were talking about challenges right that Uh, the president of France has started a challenge which is very 
clever, I would say, yeah. to uh, get the attention of the public. Um, a few years ago, I think four, there were another famous challenge which was called Mannequin Challenge. Uh, the idea was just to make a short video with special music. Um, in this video, people didn't move, like they were frozen. And uh, that was the point. And at that time, it was a popular trend in the USA as well. And um, the election campaign was running and run by the Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And I saw Hillary also participating, so to say, in um, this challenge. But it's not only about fun, right? It's not just they want get attention. Anyways, positive or negative reaction. They want to, I think they want to get involved people, young people, make them interested in politics, what is happening in, in the country. Because the end of this video was pretty clear. Vote or let's vote because America needs you, or something like that. Was there? Yeah, yeah, I think it's quite the same as the president of France is doing. They are all trying to reach young people because today it's the most important part of the population that is not really interested in politics. So, yeah, I think it's a good way, a funny way to interest mm -hmm. people about politics. Funny way, yeah, right. Um, another funny think we had in Russian election campaign. I think it was also for other politician events too. But if you come to vote, you get something instead of that. It's it's not really a trend. It's not really like a challenge. It sounded more like a bribe. But basically, if you come, you could, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for people who did that because you could get something instead of that, like milk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or um, a set of products. But, well, even at that time, many people realized it was just humiliating when you come to participate in the political life of your country and you just get something instead but it also had I mean election campaign had a big ads so to say on the media and Instagram many organizations universities supported elections with prize draws with awards yeah you can oh. come vote it's like a lottery it's very strange. I understand so, that you're confused. So all these things already happened in Russia during elections. Yeah. It was made in order to make people just come. Maybe they didn't even want them to vote for uh, a certain candidate, but just they needed more people to come to participate. Yeah, yeah. I understand vote. the meaning of uh, this action. But still, for me, it's a little weird, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now it's weird for me to discuss this too, but it happened, and um, that was also an act of um, how politicians try to reach the audience because the ads of these 
lotteries or prize draws you could find on the web too. And as for me, it was not a really good move. Well, as for Russia, coming back to TikTok, I know that some officials have accounts there promoting, sometimes promoting very good politician, sometimes promoting very good ideas uh, or trying to spread very positive ideas about what we can change in our country, maybe in the environment as well. But they are not really leaders of the country. It's uh, more yeah, like yeah, clerks. I understand. Yeah. So yeah, so I checked and yeah, Emmanuel Macron is on TikTok. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm very interested what is he posting on TikTok? I Funny stories? Not really, but I checked for this first video. Mm-hmm. He it's less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. It was about speaking to the young people. So he was speaking to the graduating students in high school. Right, it's very cute, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And once again, a way to get the attention of young people. Right, that's true. I wanted to mention another key figure in the world's, not just politics, he's not a politician, but he is a... Who is he? Do you know? Who is that? We want to talk about Elon Musk. Yes, sure. Yes, he wants to conquer Mars. All right. Well, he has a lot of ambitious plans for the future. I think he's a very successful person. And the way he treats social media is very, well, his individual way, let's say so. He makes that very elegant sometimes with uh, memes and uh, interesting quotes or just sometimes saying one word. It's, It's enough for many people and investors to evaluate Okay, I don't know many things about Elon Musk and his uh, social media's account. So if you could tell me more, sound interesting. Well, I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk too, but over and over I hear funny stories that he posted. Well, from his Twitter account, I can learn that he's a big anime lover. Okay. Um. He makes big um, announcements uh, also on his Twitter. And so far, I know he has also joined Clubhouse. And um, on his Twitter, he referred a message to Kremlin, the official Twitter of the Russian president, to talk, to meet in Clubhouse. But the interesting thing, he offered it on Twitter. But yeah, when Russian government tried to reach him, He just didn't reply the messages, so they didn't oh. <laughs> really talk, I guess. Maybe maybe there was a talk, but not in public. or yeah. Because he was interested in um, conversation with, uh, with Vladimir Putin. Also, we can learn that he was a big fan of Sergei Karolov, who was a lead Soviet rocket engineer and spacecraft designer at that time in Soviet Russia. And uh, he was involved in the development of the rockets such as Sputnik 1, who launched the project with the first human being, Yuri Gagarin, into space. And as you know, Elon Musk has this big plan to conquer the space, to explore it. 
Yeah, so I think this figure inspired him, and uh, sometimes he makes tweets about this too. Another thing, why is he so influence, influencing the audience, investors, brokers, is that just his one word or sentence, quote, saying can provoke rise of shares on stock exchanges or fall of shares, not only of Tesla, of course, but also of Bitcoin. Just example happened one month ago when he just wrote just one word, Bitcoin, and the price went rapidly up. Just it was about $50,000, just one Bitcoin. So far, I understand. Okay, for me, it's very weird. Like, how is it possible to... You just put something, a tweet, and... I don't know, magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the power. This is exactly the example when we see how what you say on social media when you have so many followers influences the world around you or some processes ongoing in the world. So I think many other leaders, not only politicians, strive to have as many followers as possible, especially among people, not just because they have to be politically engaged into elections or any other kinds of political events, but just they share information more and they do that often. And um, come on, who watches TV right now at the moment? I don't know. I uh, I think it's very difficult to reach me through the TV screen because I'm not watching TV. Yeah, for me too. But I think today there are still some people who are taking information on screen, like on TV. But yeah, I think the young people today are less and less using this like, smartphone. Today we can find everything on smartphones. So... Yeah, and the positive thing is that mostly in most cases, let's say so, we have a right to choose which information we want to receive, what kind of information we want to see. It's not just limited by the TV format, let's say so. It's maybe less censored. Well, it depends, of course, on country. Yeah, but I think what you say, it has two faces. Mm. Because on one way, you can, yes, you can find any information and not only the information that you have on your TV. But on the other way, if you don't know how really how to search information, mm -hmm. you can fall into info bubbles mm -hmm. and then it can be not really pertinent. I think we just have to learn how to deal with the information on the internet, especially young people, but it can be another topic of yeah. another program. Just when my grandmother learned how to surf the internet, at first, at the beginning, she found a lot of materials which were fake news, not really relevant for her at that time. And um, every time I came to visit her, she used to tell me the story 
which was absolutely unbelievable. I was I was convinced it was not true what she said. And every time I asked her where did she get this information from, it was I saw that ad on the internet, you know, that little websites with very emotion-provoking titles saying you can't believe that the Vladimir Putin revealed that he is and there is no end of yeah, this yeah. sentence and you click on this website and read some ridiculous information and she really believed that was true but now she's more selective towards the files and um, information articles she comes across. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's the problem today that if we don't know that it can be fake news or yeah, we could fall rapidly into fake news mm-hmm. and not even know anything about it. Yeah. Is there a way to prove if you're reading a fake news or not? I don't really think so. No, I think you need to just uh, put the search the the main subject of this information in a lot of different, uh, not social media, but... Sources, maybe. Sources, yeah. Mm. And you need to find some uh, sure sources, I don't know how to say, but but you know, like, if you read some governmental news, it doesn't have many chances to be fake news. Mm -hmm. So, like, official websites yeah, or yeah. official accounts or yeah if it's just an account created by one people maybe it's a fake news but yeah if there is official accounts or something like that it's better so guys what can we conclude at the end of the program first of all always check the information you get no matter where social media or newspaper or your favorite website Second of all, I don't know, politicians today are trying to reach young people and uh, trying to reach every people to the politics and social media are a good way for it. Right. And the last interesting thing to mention is that expand your horizons in order not to fall into info bubbles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be surrounded just one way information or one-sided information so thank you for listening us it was sasha and lucas and stay well informed